Welcome to Vibing Consciously, where we embark on a journey of self-discovery and growth together. I'm your host, Kat, and I'm a metaphysician and intuitive. My specialty is helping others overcome trauma and embrace their true, authentic self. My goal with this podcast is to show others what it's like going through their spiritual journey by sharing my own candid experiences. I'll always be open and honest, never leaving anything out, because I believe as this world grows and evolves into higher consciousness, we're going to need support, and that's what I've come here for. I believe by having a supportive community, we can make the world a place of love and peace instead of war and separation. Together, let's navigate the path to enlightenment and create a community rooted in love and support. On this episode of Vibing Consciously, we'll delve into the intriguing realms of past lives with special guest and past life psychic Meredith Martin. Together, we'll explore how Meredith assists individuals in uncovering details about their past lives, shedding light on the potential impact on their present moment. Additionally, we'll explore practical tips for self-support, emphasizing the significance of self-compassion and mindfulness as listeners embark on their own journey of self-discovery through past life exploration or any other modality they choose. Join us for an episode that promises to uncover the mysteries of the past while guiding listeners towards a more conscious and empowered present. Welcome everybody to Vibing Consciously, our first video episode with Meredith Martin. Meredith is a past life psychic. And she is amazing. She is the first person that I have seen regress someone in like 30 seconds, no induction, and they're immediately in a past life. So I wanted to invite her on the show to talk to you guys about what she does and also just kind of see where the conversation takes us. So I'm excited to be here, Meredith. I am so honored to be here. Thank you. You're welcome. And thank you for agreeing to record our first video episode because we're going to see how this goes. <laughs> yeah. I have to remember that I'm actually being recorded with my face too. So I don't do anything like weird. I don't know. <laughs> I know. I'm like, do I look at her? Do I look at the camera? Do I look at me? Do I, I know. Do I keep my contact? <laughs> Agree. Yay. I'm so excited. All right. So tell people a little bit. A little bit about what you do on a daily basis with your work like if they were to get a session with you what can they expect okay so and that's so it's it's interesting so yes i am a past life psychic but you know my thing now is like yes i can tell you your infant like i can tell you what's coming forward so i do have the psychic ability to see memories where it could be memories from this lifetime or it could be past life memories but the way I actually do sessions now is different. And the fact that when I'm working with someone one-on-one, I am actually asking them questions. So it's less of me talking and more of me like holding a safe space for you as the client to really dig into it. So the thing is, it's not even just past lives. Um, It's really wherever the client feels drawn to in that moment. It could be memories from this lifetime that are ready to come up and to be felt and to be seen and heard. It could be memories from a past life. And it could even be something like a metaphorical memory where um, it's really just where your subconscious is working in tandem with your angels and your spirit guides. And even sometimes your own ancestors come through and they have a very specific, specific like message and scene that comes forward. And so I say all of this because like a lot of the times it's, it's going to be different from person to person, no matter who I'm working with. But the thing is like, whatever you see and experience is what you need most in that moment. And it might not make sense right away. And what I've heard from previous clients, um, they were telling me that like, you know, they get something out of it right then, but it's almost like this onion or a flower that just kind of slowly opens up and there's like a new layer to it as they progress and as they like learn more about themselves and whatnot. So yeah, if re- to answer the question, it really just depends, but those are the things that could happen. <laughs> yeah. And I'll have to agree with the onion. It is definitely like that because I've had several regressions done by different um, hypnotherapists and I do find like 
especially studying Dolores Cannon, she says that half the people never go back and listen to their recording. They just automatically assume that they're going to remember everything that they said in, you know, the four, five, six hours that it takes sometimes to do QHHT regressions. Yeah. Uh, because when you're in a hypnotized state, it's like you're aware of everything around you, but you're you're practically just saying everything that comes into your head. Like if you hear something or if there's a sensation in your body or if you or, you know, you're visually seeing something. But for me, I do go back and listen to my recordings, but it takes me sometimes weeks or months to do that because it's like in our minds, it's so hard to comprehend what's happening, you know, because like my first regression, I went back and forth, back and forth on, was that real? Like, did that really happen? Or was I making that up? Like, am I making this story up in my head? But then I started seeing how the things that my higher self was saying were actually happening in my life. And I was getting back up to what I said. So then I was like, oh my gosh, it is real. So once I start having that happen, I usually go back and re-listen to my recording at that moment, because then I can look at it like, okay, I've already had some time. So let me see what was said in this recording that I didn't remember that has already happened or I've already seen how I've processed those things. Yeah, it's like a checkpoint. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Because, like, for example, I have, like, a past life where I have healer trauma, where, like, as a healer, I had this one event happen that kind of threw me for a loop. And then I've carried that trauma with me into this life so now i experience healer trauma here so healer trauma shows up here in ways of like am is it working am i doing anything or like am i hurting this person or am i hurting me it can show up in all these different ways but i didn't even know about the healer trauma until i got my regression done and I was experiencing all of this stuff in my Reiki business where like energy was sticking to me and I wasn't able to flush it out. And like, I have a crazy savior complex in this life thinking that like, I know everybody's answer and I can save you and bring you into the new world. That like I'm finding is like 100% light worker healer trauma. You know, where you come into this earth with that, you got some light worker trauma in another realm that needs to be settled here. But like, I would have had no conscious awareness of that had I have not gotten a regression. So then I see it show up and I can then feel it and say, yeah. oh, I'm feeling this thing. This isn't me in this present life. This is me in a past life. So like, like let me connect with that energy, you know, and see what I can do to heal it. Um, so I think what you do is incredible and it, it really is like an onion and it keeps peeling the more that you get into this work. It's amazing. I agree. So you said something interesting. You said like, when you notice there's something coming up in your life right now and you've already heard about it from your past life regression. Um, and you talk about like, you feel it and you recognize like, oh, this isn't me right now. And you talk about healing it. How do you heal it? Well, a lot of the times I do shadow work um, okay. because like big concepts and I know that, you know, but like, even though it's a past life, time is not linear. It's all happening concurrently at one time. We're just in all these different dimensions. So like I may be in a higher dimension somewhere experiencing this trauma right now in this present moment. But me physically here on earth, I, I don't have access to the higher realms. Like we have this veil covering us that stop us from having access unless we do the work to do that, which now I do have access to that life. So I can access it at any time. But back mm -hmm. then I didn't. I was just coming to the awareness of it. So because it's happening right now here it has to happen in some other way shape or form here where we're at in this present moment on the third dimensional plane so usually i'll look at what's happening right now in my life 
So at that moment, I was having um, issues with people in my life where they were like, you're trying to change me. You're not accepting me for who I am because I've now come into this awareness of, um, you know, we live in a simulation and everything is practically an illusion. And I'm trying to tell people this and they're looking at me like I have seven heads. And to them, the cocoa puffs. I get right, it. Exactly. <laughs> and, um, you know, there for a long time, I'm like, I can make them believe it. You know, I was just them. I was just there. Like, let me show them. And it wasn't working. It, I was not showing them. I was showing them how crazy I was. <laughs> I was showing them this crazy savior complex that I have, which is something that has come up over years of therapy, where my therapist literally tells me, Kat, take off your cape. You've put your cape on again. You got to take it off. So I usually do shadow work in that, like what in my life has created this savior complex? Why have I developed this need to save everyone? So then I start looking at like early childhood trauma and family ancestral trauma, and I try to heal it in that way. And I know that as I'm healing that here now, I'm also healing that up here because we are the same. I mean, it's all happening at one time. So even though, because sometimes I do try to access information from up here where I'm like, okay, I figured out that I was trying to heal this person. And for some reason I could not save her. Like I, it was my responsibility to save her, but she was too far gone. And I thought somehow it was my fault. That's guilt stuck with you kind of thing. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So sometimes I'll go up in these higher realms and I'll connect with that part of myself and I'll let her know it wasn't your fault. Like we have agreements, we have contracts. There are all sorts of, I mean, free will. There's all sorts of things that could have inhibited me from healing this person on that day. It does not mean that I am any less of a healer or, you know, that I killed her or whatever was going through my conscious mind where I was at, you know, so I try to talk to myself there and usually it works. Now, that part of me is very stubborn and a very powerful being. And so she can be kind of hard to talk to sometimes. So it's an ongoing process, I think. Um, yes. But if I look at myself now, I'm the exact same way. I'm very stubborn. Like I'm, you know, I have certain beliefs about myself that have been very difficult to heal and work through. So like we're all doing it together. And also like my inner child who hangs on my shoulder all the time in this life, you know, we're all healing it together. It takes a team, man. <laughs> I love hearing your process with this because what I'm hearing, I mean, I'm going to literally almost repeat everything that you said, but like you're literally seeing yourself in multiple different facets, whether it be the facet of who you are right now or the facet of who you were in a past life or the facet of your inner child. And literally by realizing that this is number one, it's a thing and that you're actually doing it and like believing in it you're doing the work and like, you're feeling the feelings that in like, you're, you're like listening to yourself when you probably weren't heard before. And you're, you're, oh my goodness, you're seeing almost a bigger perspective because like, yeah, like you're experiencing, you're talking about like being on um, the healer trauma and like, and it showed up in like doubt in yourself right now. Like, is this working? Like, is this happening? Because there was that block there from that other lifetime and you're already going in and listening to yourself and hearing yourself. And it's just really cool to hear how other people are doing this. Cause this is exactly what happens in the session. It's not just, it's not just a bunch of information that you share for funsies with your girlfriends. I mean, of course you'll, you'll talk about it with your friends, but it's more like, holy shit. I felt this extreme guilt and I couldn't explain it. And I've always kind of felt this guilt. I never really knew what it was, but it's been infecting my life right now. But oh my God, it came from this other facet of who I am in this lifetime because I thought I could save that person and I couldn't. And so, and I'm, and by feeling that guilt, holy shit, it's not my fault. 
it didn't have to be that way. And it's completely transmuting and changing the energy. And this is the energy healing I'm about. And I'm like, I love Reiki and I love all these different modalities if they're coming from a place of love and light. But at the end of the day, healing your own stuff and really seeing yourself in this way, game changing. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. it's tough work. And there's only, I mean, I think there's going to be more people doing it as we start to become more open talking about it. Um, but I don't know what that's going to look like for everybody because like for me, honestly, what made me find um, past life regressions, because I was never into this at all, is mm -hmm. um, I had just spiritually awakened and had like a UFO experience in Sedona was my awakening. And then after that, I just started reading all these things about um, extraterrestrial life and abduction stories and all this stuff. But then as I was digging into more books, I found Dolores Cannon because she wrote The Custodians, which is about pretty much like E.T. abduction stories um, from regressions that she did. And oh, my God, like it was the first time because I, I listened to Dolores Cannon's books because when I tried to read them physically, I would go over the same thing over and over again. And I'm just, oh, my God, this will take me forever <laughs> to read because it's so much information. Um, yeah. And it was the first time like I would be doing tapestry weavings, listening to Audible. And then all of a sudden I would feel like rushes of energy come through my body. And so much so where a couple of times it forced me to sit down and close my eyes and go into deep meditation to where I would start seeing these visuals for myself. Mm -hmm. And just sensations in my body, I'm like, okay, there is something about this. Like there is something with this. So then I started getting curious about myself, like, what have I experienced and what kind of lives have I lived and all this stuff. And so I went and got my first past life regression and my first session is still my craziest session. And I think I've had like seven or eight regressions since then. And I'm still reeling from the first one. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. The things that you unpack during these things and it all started like with me being at a point in my life where I just wanted to feel better like I had all this crazy shit going on I didn't understand it I was confused and I just wanted um to some sort of clarity and to feel better about it and to feel better in my life too because I was like not just the spiritual information, but like I was confused. I was depressed and anxious and COVID just happened. I mean, you know, I was much like the other parts of the world where I was just spiraling out of control and I just wanted some answers. And I really, really hope it doesn't take everybody getting to that point to come to this information, which is why like I've invited you on the show and we're doing this together and I'm, you know, and to some people, I may look like a cuckoo brains and that's okay because they're going to find out that this stuff is very real because the world is changing, you know, and conventional medicine is failing people. And I think people are starting to realize, like, I can't keep taking prescription medication with all this side, with all these side effects and ignoring the root cause of my problem. And People don't even realize that physical disease can sometimes carry over from past lives and other experiencing other experiences that you're having on these planes. So they can live with that pain for their whole life and not even be aware of where it's coming from. And they've done surgeries, they've done physical therapy, medication, all of these things with no success. And now I think that we're coming to a point where the world is going to start to shift and people are going to start seeing, okay, there's more to what's happening in my body, you know, and they're going to start reaching out to people like you who will give them the answers that they've been searching for, which is awesome. And yeah, honestly, I'm honored. 
I'm honored to hear all of this. And because, yes, what I'm picking up when I'm hearing what you're saying is like, first of all, I think it's so cool how open and you're honest about what has been happening with you and your process with this. And you, like you said yourself, like you, you didn't buy into reincarnation necessarily. You didn't really buy into any of that, but like, you know, you have a spiritual awakening or you have things happen in your life that you can't explain. There's no logic and no prior understanding that that would ever explain what's happening in your life right now. And you're saying, yeah, and it puts you on this rabbit hole where you almost, I'm not going to say existential crisis because it's not a crisis necessarily, but it's a definitely an existential reevaluation. Yes. And like, because once it, it only takes like one thing, like, wait a second, maybe there is something to this and like, maybe not even like jump full in yet, but just like putting a toe in the water. Maybe there is something to this, even just like that shifting in your understanding, it brings up a lot of chaos. And I think like a lot of people, especially this year in 2024 are going to be experiencing that. And if it's not this year, it's definitely going to be next year. And then just the coming years, again, there's going to be so much stuff happening. Like, and I'm talking, except like, not even just extraterrestrial stuff, but just like so many things that make you question and wonder. Because yeah, everyone's waking up. Everyone's vibration is increasing in frequency and you have to start looking at things differently. And like you and I are working together to let people know that, yeah, there are different modalities and different ways of experience, helping yourself move through all of this change for sure. Right. I think past lives is going to be a big one. I have always said, I think everybody should have at least one past life regression in their life because like you can go through the awakening process and feel all this stuff in your body, but until you really experience these other realms for yourself, it's really hard to understand how it works. You know, like I can be told a million times, we live on all these different planes at one time and be like, okay, yeah, sure. That makes sense. But until you get into a past life regression where you really feel it in your body, like my thing, my first regression that I had that still, every time I think about it, I get sensations in my body where I saw myself on board a ship in this life as a child on board a ship as a little girl. And I'm looking at this tall blue being And it looks like, you know, your typical E.T. with the big almond eyes and little itty bitty mouth, super skinny. And her hands were on me and I was looking at her hands. She had long fingers and I wasn't afraid. I actually started to cry and say, oh, my God, it's my mom. My mom came back for me like she's here because me as a little girl, I never felt like I was a part of my physical family. I remember going out in my dad's truck and laying down a blanket, just looking up at the stars, praying for somebody to come get me. Take me home. Right, right. And I didn't didn't even know what I was doing. I didn't, you know, you're just looking at the stars. And I'm sure so many people know what I mean when I say this, where you just have a longing for somewhere other than here, you know? And especially as a child though, like, especially like if listeners out there, there is a part of you as a kid where you're like, I just want to go home and you're sitting in your physical house and it doesn't make logical sense what you're saying, but you know, there's this yearning, like, I don't want to be here. I want to go home. I get it. Yeah. 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 And people are going to be waking up to that. Right. Exactly. And like, I don't know, just like I was saying, looking at this and feeling it in my body and crying. And I didn't even want, like the hypnotherapist was trying to take me to the next scene. And I'm like, no, 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 please. Like, just let me stay with her for a little bit longer. And like, I felt it so big in my heart. And afterwards, that was the one part of the regression where I'm like, that was absolutely real. Like the rest of the stuff I can question a little bit because it was out there. Um, but I just knew in my heart that that was real and it sounds crazy to like the typical human on earth, but it is going to become a real reality for a lot of people where they're going to start becoming aware of, I am not just human. 
I am multidimensional and I am an ET on this planet, on that planet, in this galaxy, on this star system, like they're going to start to become aware of a lot more of that stuff and their life is going to change because once you become aware that you're multidimensional, you're not just a human, everything around you starts to look a whole lot different. You start, yeah. start making a lot different decisions and you don't want to be a part of certain things anymore. And, you know, other things don't interest you anymore. Um, so, yeah. And, and just thinking of what that's going to look like for people. I mean, that's why we're here. And I, I said that on my first uh, episode recording is I just said, you know, the next two years astrologically are going to be so crazy. I mean, a lot of people aren't going to know what the hell is happening and they're going to feel like they're having an existential crisis. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And it doesn't have to be a crisis. You guys like it, it's just think of it as an existential reevaluation <laughs> or less professional an existential. Okay. Let's <laughs> figure something else. Cause this ain't working. <laughs> right. I'm going to have to write a post-it note and put it on my computer monitor. Existential reevaluation, not crisis. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't have to be a crisis. Like, definitely, as I'm sitting here, I'm trying to put myself in the listener's position. And I'm like, I hope you guys know, even if it's not happening to you right now, it's okay. Even if it is happening to you right now, it's okay. Know that as you are tuning in and listening to this information and getting all of these new ideas and perspectives, you're not alone. If you take nothing else from this, you are not alone. There's There might be some crazy things happening in your life right now. And I want you to know you're not alone. There is help out there. And I promise you're going to get where you need to be, even if it doesn't feel like that right now. So even if it's not past life stuff, that's okay. Even if like you don't believe in reincarnation, that's okay. If at the very end of the day, it's just a narrative that comes from you great if that's what you want to look at it and use that narrative to fully love yourself more to fully understand yourself more to give yourself more respect more grace to help you navigate what's going on in your life right now because what we're talking about is not just reincarnation stuff it is like you said waking up to the fact that hmm, i might not be from earth holy shit what does that mean i am crazy throw me in the psych ward it doesn't have to be like that, guys. It doesn't have yeah, to be do a crisis. No, it, but just look at it as an existential. Hmm. Maybe I just need to be open to a different idea or different way of thinking. You're not alone in even thinking this stuff. Like, yes, we are always going to be perceived as crazy cuckoo pants, drink the Kool-Aid tinfoil hat. I get it. And that's okay. We are okay with being looked at it as that, but know that if there's a part of you that's like, oh shit, am I starting to put on the tinfoil hat? Maybe the fact that even the shame of having to say you need a tinfoil hat, maybe that shame isn't even ours. Yep. Maybe that's a fucking thing that that whole mentality doesn't even fucking need it anymore. Amen, girl. We're going to start so, with yeah. tinfoil hats. Y'all join. <laughs> Because I think, honestly, so, yeah, like, like, for most of us, we've always felt like weirdos anyway. Embrace the weird. Embrace, and we're going to be allowed to. Here's the kicker. We're moving into this space. We're moving into this fifth dimension. where We are not only allowed to be fucking weird, it's encouraged. Like, oh, let me see the weird you've got going today. Yes, girl, let me see that. Let me see all the colors in your hair. Put on whatever outfit that you want to put on that makes you happy. Even if it doesn't match, it doesn't have to match anymore. Like, yeah, we're getting there, but it's, it's going to be a bumpy ride perhaps, but it's not a crisis necessarily. It's just a reevaluation. Reevaluation. I know. I love it. So how did you get started in all of this? How long have you been into the woo? Oh, that is such a good question because I would never have qualified myself, qualified myself as a woo. I never, like, I was never, like, I, I, I get so excited when I hear other people talking about like, oh, they were children and they were attracted to crystals or they were children and they were doing like little spells in their backyard. 
I think that's so cool because that was not me. Yeah. That was not me. A lot of this like really opened up about seven years ago. And I, okay, I went to a Reiki class and I didn't even, it's not that I didn't want to go. It wasn't even my idea. A friend of mine is like, please just come with me. And I'm like, okay, sounds fun. Let's go. It'll be a good time. Uh, <laughs> I received the energy and, you know, some people are like, I feel tingles. I feel chills. I see some colors, which is all great. Normal side effects of receiving Reiki healing energy. I'm over here in the circle about to share and I start fucking crying and start just bawling. What the fuck is happening? Because I saw all these memories come forward. I'm like, what is this? And I knew in my heart, like, this is who I was in other past. This is who I was in other lifetimes. I'm like, this is fucking wild. I'm crying in a room of strangers. What is happening? And it yeah, it was a huge, like, like just train wreck explosion open of my gift. Of course, of course it did end there. It wasn't just me. So, you know, I don't know if any of you guys have taken a Reiki class before, but once you learn and receive the energy, you then go to do table work where you start to use this energy amongst your, your peers. And as I'm standing there working with people, I'm like, no, I see your stuff. I'm seeing this. I'm seeing this memory. And I'll be like, is is did this happen? And they're like, I forgot about that. And we're like, or other stuff would just come forward. And I'm like, what do I do with this? What is this? So long story short, I basically, I went on to get my own Reiki 2 certification. So I started doing this Reiki energy in conjunction and tandem with just telling people all this stuff coming forward. So yeah, a lot of times it was memories from this lifetime that people either forgot or maybe they didn't even remember that silly in that moment. But what was coming forward were the feelings. So this was a session where people are like, oh my God, like all of this, or this sadness or this guilt or this doubt or this like, I, I, and they, and the stuff that they hadn't felt or didn't want to feel forever. This was the stuff coming forward. And it wasn't just this lifetime. It was stuff in past lives and people were experiencing these great shifts of energy through their body. And it was so cool and it was great. And I loved it. However, like you said, I definitely had the savior complex myself where in and I had to move away from being a Reiki practitioner because it just, it was draining me. And that was the part I'm like, well, if I'm doing this right, I shouldn't be exhausted. I'm like, that shit wasn't true. Right. I'm like, this is, this is exhausting. Like it would take me two hours to prep to even do this. And then like, once I did the thing, it would take two hours to clear. And that's just one client per day. And I'm like, it keeps doing this. So I stepped away from that, knowing that there was a way to use this gift I have that people can start to wake up to the healer within themselves. I don't have to do the healing. They, and that's another thing I learned in doing this work like that, was that people were already so intuitive. They knew half this shit that I was telling them already. It was just almost confirming to hear it to come out of a stranger's mouth. But like, and that's what I, that was my big takeaway was like, People can heal themselves energetically. Love Reiki. Reiki. <laughs> I love Reiki. And I think it's great. But at the end of the day, we already have this energy within us. And literally that energy healing that you seek and that you want to go get from someone else, you guys, you have it in you already. And you literally do that energy healing by feeling the feelings. It sounds like such a like, you sure you buy it at TJ Maxx. But <laughs> Feel your feelings. <laughs> feel the feelings, rainbow. Like, and that's really and that's really what it is. And so to sum this all up, I do things differently now. So a session, like I said in the beginning, it's not me talking to you. No, I'm not gonna just tell you your past life memories. And and it's not because I don't want to, it's because it's like you said, it's gonna be so much more empowering when you feel it and you see it yourself. It's like Oh shit. Like I can tell you all day long. Yeah. You were in the 1800s and this happened and that happened. How does that raise it? I could do that all day long and it might sit with you and it might really do some good, but at the end of the day, it would be, it's nothing in comparison to you seeing yourself in the 1800s as my example. And that's, what's so cool is like, yeah, I'm not just telling you what you were feeling in that lifetime. You're feeling it. You're doing that energy healing in that moment. 
And it is the coolest thing to watch because people, and it just, it re-solidifies the fact that everyone's their own healer. Everyone's their own energetic practitioner. Everyone has got all this stuff, all the answers that you're looking for, it's already within you. I'm literally just giving you the questions and the space to see it. Love that. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Yeah. And it's so funny. Like, this just shows me how much of a reflection of each other we all are because, like, I had the same experience where I had my own Reiki practice for two years. And from day one, I could not shake off their energy. Like I remember the very first client I had three hours before her appointment, I had a stabbing pain in my stomach. Like literally someone was stabbing me and I could not get it to go away. And the first thing I thought was, oh my God, is this my client's energy? So that's how I know what it is. Like if the first thought I have is that, then that's what it is. And oh my God, girl, like that night after her session, I woke up at 2 a.m. with the worst headache of my life and it did get better, you know, but it never went away. And by the end of the two years, I noticed that I was just like, my body wasn't taking on as much pain, but I was so tired. I was so tired. And I'm like, guys, I cannot operate in my life like this, but I know I'm supposed to be a healer. Like I, I know that this is my mission. So like, what am I supposed to do? And I got the exact same message. It's not up to you to heal them anymore because now the collective is at a point where they can heal themselves. And if I look yeah. at the other stuff I'm learning, like in my realm of learning, like I love Dr. Joe Dispenza who teaches people how to heal themselves. I love Dolores Cannon and Julia Cannon who teach others how to heal themselves. Like these people aren't doing it for other people. They're showing up and teaching them how they can do it themselves. They're giving them the tools on how to heal themselves. So when I heard that, I didn't have much resistance to stopping my Reiki business. I mean, it was sad to kind of disconnect from my clients in that way but most of my clients I still talk to like they became friends of mine like you get to know each other on really deep levels when you're processing information like that yeah and so really I haven't lost anything from it I've gained so much because now like I'm able to focus more on the podcast where I can teach people how to heal themselves or teach classes where I you know help people gain the tools on how to heal themselves and to me I'm actually like receiving energy when I do that because I'm seeing people out there like taking notes, they're listening to every word I'm saying, like they want to be better. And like you said, like if you tell them all this information, like this happened in a past life or I'm seeing, you know, like my big thing is I could, I can see people's auras. So I could see where the blockages were on them. So I'm like, okay, you've got this in your throat chakra that looks like this, that is connected to not speaking up for yourself when you were four years old or some crazy shit like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they would say, oh my gosh. Yeah. And they would go home and they would process. Um, but like, it's just not the same. You know, that if they were to come up with that information, because like you said, people are already so intuitive. They know what's happening inside of their body. It's just we've been so conditioned to look outside of ourselves for help. We go to doctors, yeah. therapists, psychiatrists, psychologists like we have. I can't even imagine how many different specialists are out there and we have been taught go to all these people instead of looking at your own issues and trying to fix them. Like, and it might sound heartless of me, but like they've proven research shows that 90% of disease in our world is caused by stress. 90% of these major diseases are caused by stress. So what pill is going to slow down your life? Like, what pill is going to change the world? Like, there is no pill that does that for you. You have to find a way to change your perception to feel like the world that you're living in isn't so bad. And the more that we continue to go to 
doctors, and I'm not slamming doctors because there's some good ones out there, but I'm sorry our systems have created a medical system where they've just created Band-Aid options for people. They're not looking at the root of their problem. Like when I was diagnosed with adrenal fatigue, adrenal fatigue is stress over decades. And I never once had a doctor ask me, what was your childhood like? Like how, it, what is your daily life like? Like what, it, what kind of life are you living? What is your, what are your stress levels? I was told you can come in once a month and get cortisol shots, um, but there's really no cure for it. And like, really, if you were to get better, it would take like eight to 10 years. So really there's no hope for you. You're going to die. Like that's pretty much what I heard from multiple doctors. Yeah. And they would tell me different things but like nobody could offer me a real treatment. And I'm like, I don't want to do cortisol shots once a month for the rest of my life and be on steroids, oral steroids on top of that. So that's when I got into Dr. Joe's work and I'm like, I'm gonna heal this shit myself. Like if I know that adrenal fatigue is caused over decades of stress, what kind of stress have I been keeping myself under or feeling worthy of or whatever that I can change? So then I started changing my perception a little bit and healing my body. And now my blood work does not show adrenal fatigue anymore. And that's in less than a year. That's a testament to, you know, empowering yourself. That is you literally reclaiming your power back by literally going within. And it's going to look different for everyone. And that's what's so interesting is that like, right now, I imagine um, you, you listeners, you guys who are listening in, tuning in. I imagine on some level, you know exactly what we're talking about. It might not be everything, but you know, there's like, it's almost like a crescendo at this point in your life where it's like, oh man. And like, you hear everyone's talking, like, take your power back, stand in your power. Like, this is what, this is what it is. And it it, it might not look like Joe Dispenza for you. It might not look like reincarnation for you. That's okay. The point is you seeking out the thing that resonates with you the most, that is the kick. That is the healing. That's the cure. And yeah, I have so much compassion for everything that you said. I completely get it. I used to be a nurse um, and I completely left the system and left the career because I'm like, it was heartbreaking to me to see, like you said, there's so many things outside of you. Like nothing was focused on healing in the way that I knew that it could be. And that like, it broke. I'm like, I can't be a martyr to this system. I, I want to help people. There's got to be a way to do this. This ain't the way. And so literally from there, you know, that is where I've really started to look into myself, like you said, and like seek out all, like alternative medicine or seek out these other modalities. And like, I imagine everyone listening gets it because they themselves are on a similar journey. And yeah, like keep going. It doesn't have to be an existential crisis. <laughs> It can just be an existential re-evaluation. Like, keep going. You're not alone. It may not be me and you, but there are other people out there to support you through this process, whether it be angels or spirit guides or ancestors, whoever you feel called to, or even just your neighbor down the street that's always been kind, and you finally take them up on that coffee. Whatever it is, like, you're not alone. Keep going. You got this. Like... I went off on a tangent. No, you didn't. I love it. And I love that you said, you know, it can even be your neighbor down the street because like there are going to be some listeners that don't resonate with everything that we talk about. And they say like, I don't want to do Dr. Joe or I don't want to do past lives like you're saying, or I don't want to do Reiki. I just want to feel better. Yeah. Simply just having like connection with, and, and not even like, Okay, other people matter, like we need each other, especially right now. But if you don't have anyone, just connection with yourself. Just sit down with yourself. Like when is the last time you put your phone down, you cut the TV off, you cleared out all the distractions, and you just sat alone with yourself in silence and listened to what your body has to tell you. And like there are so many people who say like I can't meditate or I can't be in silence because my brain just 
at some point that da, 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 it slows down. It does go away. It's just you have to sit through it sometimes and say, run away. I'll be here whenever you're done. Yeah. And even when your monkey brain's going off, like at least, at least in my journey and my own perception, I used to get so frustrated because that was me. I couldn't, I, I am still a recovering type A where like, I want to like do things. I want to get it done now. Goal oriented. I'm like, no, hang on, hang on brain. Shh. And I, I take the time to be like, you know what monkey brain? Thank you. Thank you for rolling around. You have served me for a very long time. You have kept me safe. You have kept me successful. You have kept me all of these things. And I'm so very thankful. And usually it's, it's that, love I try to show myself like hey in that moment that's when it quiets and that's what works for me and it might not work for you and that's okay too but like yeah keep going I guess like if you take anything else from this keep going you're yeah. gonna get there right and I love yeah. that you said that too because we treat our monkey brains in two very different ways because like my monkey brain is still getting used to feeling love and um, sometimes I find that when I try to show it love, it almost gets worse, you know, because it's trying to rebel. So if I'm kind of like a smart ass with it, it works better, you know? So like everybody's monkey brain is different. Everybody's ego is different. And eventually I know it is starting to become a little better, you know, but eventually I know that I'll be able to talk to it with more love. And usually I do after I'm a smart ass. You know, there are layers. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing. Like everyone's like internal monologue is going to be different. But I think the coolest thing here is that we're just having a conversation. And the more conversations you can either have with yourself or have with other people, even if you sound fucking crazy, I guarantee you someone else has got a little bit of the crazy going on too. They okay. might not want to talk about it because there's so much shame and judgment. I get it. People can be cruel. But at the end of the day, the more we all start just sharing about it, it's a lot less lonely. Yes. Ugh. Yes. Honesty really is the best policy. If you're honest yeah. with people, like I have seen the feedback that I get just from being honest, because people know when you're bullshitting them. Like if somebody asks you out for dinner and you say yes, and then the next day you're like, oh yeah, I can't go because I have to watch my dog. Like, really? They know. But if you say, you know what, I'm just exhausted from the day. Like, I would love nothing more but to get dinner with you. But like, really, I just need to like flop on the couch and melt for a while. Like, I'm telling you, 10 times out of 10, the other person is like, oh, thank God. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Like, I just didn't want to cancel our date. You know, so like, if you're just honest, you could be saving both of you guys because, like, you know damn well that if you show up for that dinner, you're not going to show up as your best self if you're feeling like that. You know, I don't want to be there because you're exhausted. Yeah. Right. I fucking get it. And you know what? Another thing, too, if you do, if you are honest, because it takes a lot of vulnerability, it takes a lot to put yourself on that line to finally be able to say what's actually going on instead of like making up, you know, a lie. And I, I have compassion for that because I get that because that's my own thing. It's like, oh, God, it's easier just to fucking like say like, oh, yeah, I got to watch my dog. It, it, yeah, that that was me. It is me still. I'm going to be honest. It is still me. But I'm like, hang on a second. Like my friends love me they want what's best for me hey I, I'm actually tired I can't do this and you know and so going back to what I was saying though if you have friends who are going to shit on you for that or you have family who are going to put you down because you're actually telling them hey this isn't for me and they can't respect that it is a hard process and it's a grieving process and I have so much love and respect and compassion for it yeah it might be that they, your dynamics are shifting with them. And it may be that it's not your relationship with them. It's not going to look the same and that's okay. And as you're processing and grieving, whatever this relationship was, know that at the same time, your love for yourself is growing. Your respect for yourself is growing because that grace you're giving yourself by letting yourself move away from them. It might not be a hard door shut in their face right away. It might be 
a slow door shut. That's okay. But whatever medicine is that by even letting yourself close that door or walk away, it might not feel like it in the moment, but you are beginning to love yourself more, more compassion for yourself. Because as you do that for yourself, it literally, it goes to everyone. It's more love for everyone. It's more compassion for everyone. And that is literally, that is changing the world by you doing it for yourself. That's what that is. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think that that is a wonderful spot to end the conversation. That was yeah. amazing. Thank you so much for your input, Meredith. You are just such a blessing to have on the show. We're going to have to have you back and talk more about you. you and what you do and what I would love to hear like if there are any um, like reoccurring themes that you're getting with people, because I see that sometimes yeah. expressions, there's reoccurring themes like information for the collective. So I'd love yes. to you again and get more into that. I would love to like, yes. And it can even be something like if we even bring in someone else and they want to work one-on-one just to show people what this looks like. I'm open to that too. And But yeah, I am so honored to be here. Thank you so much. I am so appreciative. Thank you. Thank you. You're very welcome. So I want to plug you really fast and kind of say where people can find you. If you have any events coming up, um, how can they reach out to you? Yeah. So um, my website is www and it's my name. It's Meredith, M-E-R-E-D-I-T-H-D martin m-a-r-t-i-n.com meredithdmartin.com um i am having an event coming up in february um sunday february 25th um from two to four at the dancing moon in raleigh it's a local crystal store i will be there teaching a class it's 40 dollars a person um cash venmo or paypal accepted at the door and yeah it's a place to come in and literally everything that you've just heard us talking about that is what I'll be doing with the group. It'll be like a group guided thing. And the thing is, depending on how many people show up or depending on how much time we have, if you're willing to open and share, I will work with you one-on-one in that moment. And yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. That sounds awesome. Man, if we weren't going to be at the Mind Body Spirit Expo, I would totally do that. Sounds oh. incredible. Which I'm sure we're going to be spending a lot more time together and get to do a bunch of stuff anyway. So. We totally are. We are just, it's happening. (laughs) Yeah, I'm so glad to have met you. And what's funny too is Meredith actually lives in a city that is close to my hometown that I spent a whole lot of time in and just so happened to reach out to me. So we were meant to be. It's meant, yes, destiny. (laughs) Thank you again, Meredith. I'm sure we'll be talking to you soon. And thank you guys for listening. Thank you. All the love to the listeners. Yes. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to Vibing Consciously. Remember, your journey is unique to you, but you're never alone. Always give yourself grace and honor your body. If you're feeling, you're healing. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and share it with others who you believe may benefit from our discussions. You can find out more about Vibing Consciously by visiting our website, vibingconsciouslypodcast.com, or follow us on social media. If you would like to share a topic for an upcoming episode, or if you would like to be featured on the show, please reach out to us. Until next time, may you continue to grow and thrive on your spiritual path. Stay true to yourself and let's spread love and peace in this world together.